Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome, Stephen Nally, to the Modern Legacies Podcast. Stephen, how's it going up there in North Florida today? Going good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. We were just talking offline about how it's super hot down by me. It's probably still pretty warm up by you, too, even though we're recording this in the middle of October. So we enjoy, I guess we enjoy the warm weather, or there's something about the reason why we live in Florida. But uh, my wife's from Michigan, and she was just up uh, up north earlier this weekend, and she was telling me it was like 50 degrees. I'm like, man, that would be... That'll be pretty nice in the middle of October. So um, I love having real estate professionals on the show. Uh, Stephen is the managing partner and uh, director of Black Briar Advisory Group. He founded the company quite a while ago. It looks like you founded it in 2003, Stephen. How did you get into real estate? Oh, wow. Well, that's a, <laughs> a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. I actually, <laughs> you know. Did my time in the United States Army. I served with the 10th Mountain Division. Uh, I came off active duty, got addicted to academics, originally went into healthcare. Um, came out of healthcare, um, started a, a biotech company, believe it or not, a biotech consulting firm, and uh, oh, met a couple of gentlemen who were very successful in the commercial real estate uh, field, hotels specifically, and fell in love with it. Been there ever since. That's essentially how it happened. Nice, nice. Well, so so you so were in the service. Thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Yes, um, and then you went into biotech. I mean, that's now that sounds like a whole other podcast. I mean, that that's yep. fascinating. That's crazy. Well, there's a boom going on at the time. I my undergrad was healthcare administration. I wanted to be a hospital administrator. Uh, got a job as a junior hospital administrator. Uh, met some folks that were talking about biotech was a new word, nanotechnology, biotechnology. It sounded like, you know, something they'd be doing at Area 51. I mean, it just was so cool <laughs> at the time. It was blowing up and expanding, uh, you know, that you couldn't help but want to be around it. Um, and did that for a couple of years, then realized the new kind of wore off of that. And, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, you know, it's funny, this show talking about legacies, you know, when I look farther down the road, it just didn't seem to be going where I wanted to end up at the end of the day. You know, real estate, on the other hand, seemed like a very, very long-term play that was perpetual because, you know, biotech had just started, but real estate had been around since before, you know, 1776, meaning real estate had always existed. You know, and therefore, in my opinion, real estate would always exist, even no matter what, it would always exist. If we went to Mars, real estate would exist, you know? Yeah. That's a that's an excellent point. And real estate does lend itself to long-term investment and legacy. What what really makes you an excellent guest for our show is the the modern type of focus, I think. I mean, you talk about at the time and, you know, in the early 2000s, there, the biotech space, you know, things were morphing and changing. And it sounds like some things changed a little bit and, and you went into real estate, but you still had this forward thinking mind, like, oh, this is cool. This is innovative. This is modern. And that's what we're about in Modern Legacies is 
and, you know, it's somewhat of a play on words, but in a modern way, how are we going to leave a legacy? How, how are we going to be on the cutting edge, but also think about beyond, you know, even beyond that? And, and what will people look back on well, either when we're gone or we've moved on or we're retired or whatever it might be? And so I really appreciate that perspective. And you've done quite a few real estate transactions over the years. I read on your LinkedIn profile, you can check, by the way, you can check Stephen out on LinkedIn for sure. Um, but it says Black Briar and its principals have been directly responsible for $4.5 billion of real estate transactions. So um, it sounds like getting out of the biotech space was probably a, a pretty good move. Yeah, in, in retrospect, it was. I mean, here's <laughs> something funny. The year that I transitioned over to real estate, and by the way, I've always been fortunate in my life to have some great mentors, by the way, mm-hmm. which enabled me to transition. But that year that I transitioned into real estate, the biotech industry went from 126 drug approvals by the FDA to 17. So let's say I hadn't a transition. Writing was on the wall anyway. Things were getting ready to get really, really tough. Uh, let's. I would love to say I saw that coming, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Uh, sure. Let's call that luck that I made that transition. And, and, and then there was the bottom falling out of that at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But... I had some great mentors pulling me and saying, hey, you know, Stephen, come on over here. Take a look at this. Let's let's make a run with this. And my first two partners were billionaires. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that real estate space. So it's not only that I made that transition, that I had a couple of guys that were the best at what they did, you know, that saw something in me that said, hey, let us. Matter of fact, that was their legacy. They They were older and saying, hey, we want somebody to continue this on for us. You know, we choose you. Come on over here, and let's uh, let's do something together. That's awesome. And I was that was going to be my next question. What's it like being a mentee of those super successful people, and how did they leave their legacy to you? It sounds like they really wanted you to be successful, and they, they maybe they, you think they saw something in you, or how did that happen? Well, my work ethic. I mean, you look at my military background, and then you look at my work ethic. You know, I used to make this joke. You know, at around eleven p.m. or midnight people would call me and I'd say, Hey, I can't talk right now. I'm getting ready to go to lunch. That was the running joke was, <laughs> you know, that I didn't sleep. Meaning I, I, I always approach things like there was no tomorrow. I, I even still do in my book, relentless pursuit. I talk about this, you know, mm-hmm. relentless pursuit, relentlessly pursuing something opportunity is short lived. So how do you seize that opportunity when it's there, when you go after it, but from their perspective, I think they love me from that reason because they're like, wow, this guy's not playing at it. He's not coming in here doing the nine to five, meaning he really wants to get up to speed. And for me, it was so cool because I've got these two guys that there's no question they can't answer. There's nothing that they never have seen, meaning they literally were, you know, this this source of knowledge that I felt like if I don't get all of this right now, I may not be able. Mm-hmm. And, and just great, great guys, too. Now, hard to work for. Expectations yeah. were high, you know, especially being as to who they were. But, um, yeah, I loved every minute of it. I, I, I love the process. I love the bad stuff. I love the good stuff, you know. Um, I loved it when things didn't work, you know, in that process of trying to figure it out. I loved it every now and again when I see a look on their face. Like, we've never seen this before, such as go back to the recession of 2000. And, a lot of people would say 2006. I call it 2005. That's when we started feeling it. We were buying oceanfront real estate for uh, 
17 and eight, or excuse me, a thousand an acre, you know, all the way up until it was 17,000 an acre. Okay. Or 17,000, 17 million an acre oceanfront real estate. And then all of a sudden you wake up one morning in 2005 it's worth less than a million an acre. You know, wow. right. It was on the wall right there. Something was going wrong in real estate, but just watching these guys approach that like, damn, we've been here before. And I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my God, man, y'all just lost like $700 million. Like, Wow. It's like, hey, pass the coffee. You know what I mean? We've been here before, you know? Yeah, that's cool. fascinating. So at, at Initiate Impact, uh, our organization, we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And it's fascinating for you for you to say that, that you started feeling it in 2005 already. Um, I, you know, I mean, I've heard some people talk about the writing on the wall and that sort of thing, but it seems to me that even in the, you know, specifically in the real estate market, it was a couple of years before the recession, uh, the yeah. great recession that you were already feeling that. Well, you know, it, it's funny. And you being in the financial business, you'll understand this. I can remember wanting to put debt on a piece of real estate. Let's say you had 50 million, uh, uh, a piece of real estate was worth 50 million. You want to put some debt on it, say 60% leverage on it, right? You mm -hmm. would put that out to 10 banks and somehow or another 20 banks would come back with offers like, like you yeah. can put debt on anything. And then all of a sudden in 2000, 2005, and the reason I say we started filling in 2005, all of a sudden people are like, let me get back to you tomorrow. Things just started to slow down. Like, mm -hmm. like people weren't so quick to transact. And that was the writing on the wall. Like, well, well, what's going on here? And then slowly you see that 17 million an acre, you know, slide down to 14 million an acre, down to 12 million an acre. And you're looking at all of this happening. You're saying, something, something's not right. Something, something's getting ready to give. You didn't know what yet. It was in 2006 when we found out what actually was going on, but there was these indicators all over the place, you know, but we also had another expertise, man. We were asset managers. You yeah. know, we were experts at property management and asset management of distressed hotel and resort assets. So even when the downfall came, boom, new expertise kicked in, which was Okay, if you were a developer in the state of Florida in 2006, you were staring at bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. you, you, you couldn't help it. You had all this undeveloped land or partially developed land, which now you couldn't develop, right? Your value had tanked. Yeah. You had debt service you had to pay on it. So what do you do with it? Well, we were experts at that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that. No, that's great insight. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people wish they would have got that years ago, <laughs> but but you can see you can see the patterns forming uh, early on and how people yeah. are reacting to, to kind of to recognize that sort of thing. Um, but that, that, that's excellent work. You mentioned how it, it was tough to work for your mentors. I think that's interesting, but you loved it. How does that work ethic and that mindset translate from being the mentee in that situation and now being a CEO and founder of, of a pretty big organization? Oh, wow. Well, you know, the reason for the being intimidated was, is I was an idiot. And I don't mean I was stupid. What I mean is, is to be around people, you know, they got 30 years in an industry and not just time in, but be that successful. You know, it's humbling because you begin to realize what you don't know, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that becomes the difficult part, right? Is, 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 is your instincts tell you one thing, but every instinct you have is wrong. You know, like for me, I was like, man, if we're making all this money. Why don't we just go buy everything? You know, yeah. And say, well, no, no, Grasshopper, slow down. Okay, because we're buying a specific type of deal, a specific type of real estate, you know, 
just, mm-hmm. just I, I laugh because I see the infomercials on, hey, do you want to be a billionaire overnight and go and buy flip houses? You know, you think, oh, my God. And I got friends that call me that say, hey, there's this house that's pre-foreclosure. I want to buy it and flip it. And I'm going, you're 10 years late, bro. OK, <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. There, there's more that goes into it than that. Well, yeah. turn around to, you know, my time when I first started mentoring people, I was conscious of the fact that these were go-getters right? They wanted to become successful today, overnight. They wanted to, hey, give me three things I can do and wake up tomorrow and be successful. And I was able to share with them patience and say, hey, listen, I've been where you're at. It's better to learn it right, you know, and take time to learn it right and actually understand what it is you're doing than for me to give you three bullet points and you actually think you're going to run out. I mean, I actually say it in my book, you know, in the first chapter, you're not going to be able to read this book and just run out and be a millionaire tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. It's, it, it, it's a process. It's a, it's a lifestyle, meaning you have to learn these things over time, learn them right, understand it, and then implement them, you know, and then stay the course. And then you sure. can't lose if you do that. So I think that's how it benefited me. Looking back to the way that I was, was like, all right, give me three things I need to do today, right? And I'll be successful tomorrow. And mind you, when I say successful, I was already successful, you know, when I joined up with Chuck and Joe, I, I, I'd already made millions. I, I was solidified, but humbling because I found out real quick just how much I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a huge leap between a millionaire and a billionaire. I'll tell you that right now. And I don't just mean in money. I'm talking about in knowledge, knowing yeah. how to navigate shark infested waters. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. It's an experienced thing. The numbers are what we look at and, you know, kind of the vanity metrics in certain cases. And obviously that's what, you know, the people in business are trying to do, but there's a different level of experiences, different level of understanding, ability to negotiate, uh, listening, I find is something extremely important for people with that type of experience and wealth. They're really, really good listeners, not just hearers, if you will, super, super important stuff. So Stephen, by the way, I appreciate just the knowledge here. I mean, what you're sharing for people is great. It's uh, where can they get your book? Uh, get it anywhere on the internet, man. You get it on Amazon. You get it on Barnes and Noble. You get it on Book Nook. Uh, it's everywhere. You can go to my website, StephenAlley.com. Uh, that's spelled with a PH. You can find it there. I've got a new book actually coming out uh, this week, which is the Foundation of Principles of Mental Toughness. So awesome. I'm looking forward to that. That's really cool. I just, that, that's funny. I just submitted my book to copy editing. So I'm like, I'm on the, I'm on the cusp of, of a release too. So that's, yeah, that's you're on the, great. you're on the hurry up and wait list is what you are. I, I've got two more books right now in the queue. And every time I submit, submitted to editing, it's like forever before it comes back. And I'm like, guys, I've already, I've already proofread it. I've already grammatically did it. I really just need you to press that button that says, <laughs> uh, okay, approve print and just send that bad boy on. Let's go. <laughs> let's move it on. Let's, I need you to hit the distribution button. I, yeah, I, let's go. I don't. I don't really care if there's a typo or two, but <laughs> anyway, that no, that's great. So check out Stephen's book there, StephenNally.com for sure. You can also check out his. Uh, you know, you can get links to his podcast and information all around there. So Stephen, we are on modern legacies, so it's important for us to know what is a modern legacy to you. What does it mean to transfer wealth, experience, and knowledge to the next generation? But people ask me that all the time, not that specifically, but take my wife, for instance, she said, what are you, what are you still working for? Why don't you retire? Why don't you go fishing? Why don't you go hunting? Why don't you get a hobby playing in an over 50 baseball league or something? And I say, well, I'm working for legacy now. 
you know, back early in my career, I was working for money. I was working for popularity. What call it whatever you want. Now I'm working for legacy. And to me, my definition of legacy is is when I'm gone, when my grandchildren or my great grandchildren are asking about their lineage and who I was, I want them to clearly understand who I am. It's about what I can share with others now. That's the legacy. Will people be able to look back and learn something from me long after I'm gone? And whether that be through books, whether that be through podcasts, whether that do be through a company that has sustained five generations, that maybe one day my grandchildren will be operating. You know, I'm, I'm looking for legacy in terms of me still being here or having an impact on society long after I'm gone. That's legacy to me. Awesome. Awesome. Are there any causes or things that really mean something to you that, that you really care about outside of, outside of the real estate business? Absolutely. Two of them. Uh, I'm a huge veterans advocate uh, for veterans and mm-hmm. I do mean all veterans. I think a lot of times, uh, well, not a lot of times, there's not enough resources out there to help veterans. And I could go on and on days and days about all the different causes So I try to get involved in as many uh, veterans charities as I possibly can. The second thing is, is uh, cyberbullying. I I have a real problem with the way that social media has developed today and people anonymously uh, bullying children online. Uh, I think it's a big thing. I think it's something that is almost impossible for the schools, uh, the school boards and for the law enforcement to deal with because it is anonymous. And I remember in a time when I was a child growing up in a different place, this really wasn't a problem because everything was kind of interacted face to face. We didn't have cell phones and social media. Um, And it's just staggering to me the amount of kids that are taking their own lives or suffering because, you know, of popularity clicks and people going out and saying things online and, and, and making fun of kids and kids not really having an outlet to resolve that situation. Because even if the child goes and tells goes to school and says, hey, I'm being bullied. They really got nobody to talk to. I mean, the school doesn't have a name to go out there and associate it with and try to clean it up. So if there are any teenagers or parents that are listening to this, maybe your child is a victim of cyberbullying or maybe your child's the one creating the cyberbullying uh, and it's it's not cool. That's the only word I can use. It's, it, it's not cool. You know, it's funny. We get all our stuff from rap videos now that talk about you shouldn't snitch and that becomes street code. But when did it become cool to anonymously harass a young girl or a young boy uh, for either being different or because not wanting to do or be the things that they want to be? And I say that if you're a kid that's being bullied, hold your head up, man, because I tell you right now, 10 years from now, if you stay on the grind and you stay on your task, you want those people won't even matter anymore because you'll be off doing what you want to do, getting your legacy. Their legacy will be the middle school football game that they scored a touchdown in. And that'll be when they're 60 something years old. Go get yours. The best revenge is living well, man. It yeah. is. No, I, I love that advice. I love that advice about, about the consistency and the time and, and just not looking back on those sort of things. And you'll, you'll zoom ahead of those, of those people if you if you just put your nose to the stone and, and grind it out, do do good things, be you know, be kind, do the right thing for people, and those things will not even matter when, when you're 50, 60 years old for sure. Even when you're 30, 20 years old, uh, those yeah. they'll be way beyond those things. Love it, love those causes. Stephen Nally, entrepreneur, author, veteran, founder, managing partner, Blackbriar Advisors. Uh, check him out, Stephen, Stephen That's Stephen with a PH. You can check out his podcast there. 
um, and also go to blackbriarus.com. Stephen, anything else before we uh, before we close it? That's it, man. Keep like I say to everybody, man. Keep on pushing, man. Mental toughness is the ability to find fuel in an empty tank. Uh, find some fuel every single day. Go out there relentlessly. Pursue what it is that you have to do. It's not always easy, but it's doable. The trick is nothing more than making the uncomfortable comfortable. And before you know it, you'll blink your eyes. You'll be right where you need to be. Awesome. Thanks, Stephen. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag modern legacies, we would really appreciate it. Now we're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything, you can subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.